0: hello um, yeah I'm back you know welcome back to the mind your fitness podcast again with me your host Tom Fowler third series Wow um, yeah thank you for coming back for the third series and if you're new to the to the show welcome. Uh, yeah, so it's grown arms and legs since the, the first two series and I am so excited to share all of the knowledge bombs I have for you. It's, yeah, it's going to be insane. I'm going to be talking to some more guests on, on this series and I can't wait to share that journey with you all, you know, to help you become a, you know, a stronger and more resilient person. Please... Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share the show wherever you may listen to it. Throw it on your Instagram and you know tag me in it. And um, so yeah, I'm buzzing to get them started. So you know, with that in mind, let's get cracking on with today's show. Okay, so good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you're listening. I'm joined with an absolute beast of a man. man. I've got Rob from the Gym South Harmers Club. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Um, who's Rob? Who is the Gym South Harmers Club? And, you know, get,
1: uh, get asked us a lot. Um, <laughs> so, former Royal Marines Commando. Um, Went into close protection work and security in general after leaving. Uh, Fitness has always been a massive part of of my life, really, since since joining up. Um, And more so since leaving. Uh, Had a bit of a rough time uh, in the forces. More so leaving. Lost some good friends. uh, Buried some friends. Buried more friends. um, Since leaving the armed forces than ever did inside. Mm. uh, Which is tragic. I think everybody's aware of the statistics. I just kind of wanted to do something and and give a little bit back. Um, As I said, the the fitness side of life has always been a a huge part of me and what I do. Um, But last year, particularly, I went through a a really bad patch. I lost my mom a few years ago. I didn't really deal with her her death very well. I thought I had. Um, My dad fell ill with the same cancer. And not long after, and everything just kind of built up and overflown, I guess. Um, And I found it very, very difficult to deal with the thought that I might lose another parent so quickly. Yeah. And I just kind of imploded. Um, I spoke to some people, I I, I got some help. I realized quickly that I was going down a a, a tricky road, um, and a, a road that I'd seen other people fall and stumble on. So I knew I had to do something about it. Um, I talked to some people, I did get some help. But I, I, I found that my training in, in my fitness in general just ramped up a, a level that I never really knew I had. I knew I was a fit guy. I knew I was a, a fit guy when I was in the Marines, et cetera. But I started kind of switching me training around. And I think I used the, the hurt and the, the struggle that I was feeling at the time to just drive me forward so much more than I was used to. And there was there was times when I was well I did, I passed out in the gym doing burpees. Yeah. And um, I pushed myself that hard, I ended up with a Batman logo, <laughs> carpet burn <laughs> on, on my forehead, which didn't look great. Um, but the the changes in my mind especially because it was like a it was like a form of Although I thrashed myself, it was like a form of meditation. It was a form of finding that calm in that hour that you have um, where you are, you have nothing else to, to think about other than the thrashing that you're giving yourself. Yeah. And so I thought I'd use it as a, as a kind of tool, and I did. I just kept training that way. I kept training that way, and I found more peace and more calm inside my head doing training than I ever did sitting in front of somebody. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it'll work for everybody, but it's certainly a huge coping mechanism I used. So from the back of that started Jim Self Harmless Club. We, we were a year old on the 16th of November this year, so still just a baby really. Yeah. And half of the stuff that I, I, I want to achieve and I want to bring forward with this club has been very difficult this year because of all the restrictions and the lockdowns that have been put in place. Yeah. We have had events. We have done a few things, but nothing compared to what we, we are capable of doing. We've yeah. raised some. Fantastic amounts of money. It's all a charity-based thing. This, it's all non-profit. Uh, we sell merchandise like the hoodies and the hats and T-shirts and gym gear and and whatever else. We hold fundraisers. We do events. We it's all just to raise money for for mental health charities. Yeah, but it's for the the small ones really. Yeah, we don't want to be lining people's pockets. We don't want to be. Um, kind of giving percentages away to, to big corporations or, or what have you. It's, yeah. So people, it's all done as a club. It's all done as, as a vote. I asked the guys if they can research some some small charities in their areas, uh, where they're from. And then we we get a kind of tick sheet of the top 10. We break the top 10 down into the top three. or uh, The top five, rather, the top five then become a, the, the ones that we put together to the vote. Um, and as I said, it's all done as a club. Everybody has their has their say, and then whoever gets the the most votes gets the the donation at that time. We've we've donated over just shy, I think it's just shy of twelve thousand um, pounds. Wow! Sort of a year as well, Jesus. Sort of a year, mate. Yeah. We um, the last donation we made was was the largest, Oh, sorry, the one before last. Um, we did a a thirty-mile um, kind of hike up in the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Yeah. Um, I kind of sold it to the guys as one of my final commando tests in Royal Marine basic training is a 30 mile load carry basically across Dartmoor. Yeah. So I want to reenact that with you guys and I want all fitness abilities, all kind of, whether you've been on the hills or not before, I just want everybody from all walks of life to come and join me. Um, There's no time cap. We're not going to time it. We'll be going as fast as the slowest person. And I, I kind of said from the get-go when trying to arrange it all that I'd be happy if three, four, five people turn up on the day, and we had 30 people arrive, and um, which was great to see. Yeah. Uh, but with that, I said it was just giving page so people could, excuse me, people could then get sponsorship and tell people what they were doing. Yeah. Because I mean, for some so, some of the guys who showed up on that day, this was uh, a massive, massive tick in the box. Some of these guys had never been on the hills before. Some of yeah. the guys. Had never really done any sort of training for it before. One of my friends from back home joined me. He did a, a three-mile walk uh, about two weeks before, and just kind of said to himself, "Ah, that'll be all right. It's only ten of them." <laughs> <laughs> about the. He forgot about the three mountains that you're putting. The- <laughs> um, but nevertheless, everybody turned up, got on with it, and got it cracked, um, and it was brilliant to see the, the. Not just everybody starting and finishing. It was the camaraderie that, that came with it on the day hmm. um, from a group of what was complete strangers yeah. um, uh, uh, tackling that first mountain that by the time you were getting over the third everybody was cheering everybody on everybody was, was best friends, everybody's made friends for life and there's people now who are in touch with each other who never knew each other beforehand it's brilliant mate it's, we, we've, we've built this little community and this little yeah. support bubble um, and you've got I mean, I think there's about 1,800 followers, but obviously the, there's the die-hard Jim Self-Harmers who are, the, who are the, the support bubble, the little community, the people who are in touch all the time, the people who are on the page all the time doing the events and doing whatever. Um, so it's brilliant to see, mate, this, <coughs> excuse me, um, like I say, in, in such a short space of time in, in what's been a year, and what's been a difficult year as well for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I'm just hoping we can get to the, the other side of this kind of COVID, and uh, and start getting some other events and fundraising and, and some more donations made. We're doing a few little things, um, kind of pre Christmas and post Christmas to just get a few hundred quids here and a few hundred quids there. Um, but we raised four and a half grand on that thirty miler, um, Jeez. which we That's split. Amazing. Yeah, we split three ways It was it was brilliant, mate. So we donated fifteen hundred quid to three different charities instead of just everybody get instead of one just getting the four and a half. Yeah. Um. So just sharing the love, really. But yeah, it's it's brilliant, mate. It's 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 found. Well, I've found peace in this, which has totally turned my mindset around. Um, it's totally allowed me to find that calm and find that happy place again. Yeah. Um, and not not just through the training anymore. It's through through the club itself, through the guys who are involved in it. Um, through that ability to be able to just help other people without asking for anything else in return it's it's really good mate and long may long way may we live yeah uh, definitely. This, will go. this will go as long as i'm going mate good so post covid
0: yeah. what's what what we're we looking forward to what what we've got going on what are the events
1: we want to be getting <clears throat> so we had tough mudders arranged for this year um that obviously got cancelled so they've yeah. been pushed to next year so we've got Two or maybe even three Tough mothers, Obviously, the idea of that is we sell the white T-shirts. <clears throat> everybody on the start line. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got half a coffee jammed in my throat. <laughs> uh, everybody on the start line um, in the white T-shirts looking all pristine and clean. Finish or start and go through and finish as a club, as a team. And then uh, a Chad photo at the end covered in... Shit and colour and yard and then everybody having to battle the, the the 10k kind of obstacle course. I done one myself a few years ago. It's a brilliant, laugh. Yeah, it's brilliant for the camaraderie. It's brilliant to do as a team. Um, so we've got a few of them to look forward to. We're going to be getting back up in the hills. I did plan a second um, hills phase for us, which was due on the 24th of October this year, but. <clears throat> with all of the restrictions that in, in Wales getting locked down, yeah. it was a dusk till dawn. So it was going to be through the night. We were going to set off at like 10pm, go through till about 8am in the morning, um, get all the guys involved, get the compasses out, get the map reading, and, and actually get people kind of working up there as well as just kind of heads down and, and plodding on. Yeah. And get them actually interacting with, with each other. And, and I think it would have been a right good laugh, mate. Um, the plan was to finish up on Penny Fan for the sun. Uh, sunrise yeah and kind of put another couple of hours on top um so definitely want to look forward to that again it's just hard i don't i don't want to get because i kind of i pushed it straight out there after the last one that we did in the yorkshire peaks uh, a couple of weeks after i said right this is going to be the next one so many people were, were messaging after the one we did in yorkshire because it, i think it kind of became real for them then and they'll say no i definitely want to get on the next one we definitely should be doing this and we were probably looking at over 50 people on the second one. So I kind oh, of pushed brilliant. it out probably a bit too fast. Um, and I said, look, let's go for the end of October. It won't be too miserable up there, although it's always miserable up there. Yeah. Um, hopefully it won't be snowing by that point. Um, it'll, it'll, just, it'll be a good time to get it in pre-Christmas. Um, but then, like I said, it, was just, it just didn't work out with the restrictions in place. We're a very open platform on social media i didn't yeah. want to be that guy breaking laws or breaking restrictions or breaking the regulations that the government were putting in place and getting a load of people on a, on, a, on a hillside and taking them off leading them off in a group um, yeah. so just it just did it just would, didn't work out so, so yeah definitely that um definitely a load more hills in in it'll be kind of south midlands scotland we'll, we'll get around the country and the uk um and, and that way, we can get everybody involved. The, yeah, the brilliant. To come and join. I mean, we had, on that last one that we did in the Yorkshire Dales, we had girls coming up from, like, Cornwall and that, mate, they were driving for eight hours to, wow. to come and get involved. It was brilliant, mate. Um, absolute pure heart and effort. Mm. Um, so it was good to see. But, yeah, there's loads of stuff, mate. We'll, we'll have different fundraising events. Um, it's just, like I said, I don't want to make anything too public and give specific time frames because I don't want to disappoint people again like we had to with the dust don't walk. Um, So once I know what post-Christmas looks like and whether or not we're going to have a a third wave and however else the government are going to play this, if there is going to be more lockdowns and more restrictions, it's, it's difficult to say how and when you're going to do it. I know what's in my head and I know what, other people kind of have asked that we should be getting involved in and should be doing. Um, and yeah, I think it's hopeful. Hopefully, it's going to be a much busier year, Yeah, um, definitely. I've obviously got to tie all this in with, with working as well. I've got a job down in London that I do a week on week off, which has been spanned on its head a little bit um, with, with obviously this year and restrictions. I ended up doing six weeks at the first initial lockdown, and then I had the best part of four months off. Um, but we are kind of getting some normality back there. But I'm away again. I go away on the 9th. I'm away over Christmas for a month. Um, sure. So, third one, third one in a row now. Uh, so, you're about as popular well, yeah. as dog shit out there. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> could say that. Yeah. You could say that. It's not, uh, it's not gone down too great. Um, but I've been promised next year at home, so... Uh, and I'm 40 next year as well. My birthday is two days before Christmas. So hopefully there'll be no corona, there'll be no lockdowns. And uh, the missus might take to a, a little trip to Las Vegas or something. You know. Oh, happy days.
0: That'll be good. <laughs> so, how, how have you found sort of the COVID situation? Because unfortunately, it's one you, you can't escape it. it. It pretty much is the forefront of everyone's mind. Um, I mean, yeah, you personally, how have you sort of dealt with it? And the guys that are coming through the club, where, where's their head at? And, you know, are you sort of help, you know, encourage people to sort of look at the bigger picture and help restructure structure their mindset? Like, how, how does that look for sort of you and your
1: guys? Yeah, for, for me personally, it hasn't been too bad. Like I said, with work, for the initial six-week period, when we first went into lockdown in, in March, which seems like only yesterday. I can't, I can't believe we're in December and it's now. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, for me, it wasn't too bad. The initial 6 weeks period, I was busy. I was working. I was down there. We were, we were, we were busy. Um, so then coming home after that six-week period, the, the, some of the restrictions were starting to be lifted slightly. So life for me, we had the kids off school, the missus wasn't working. It was just like a bit of a holiday mode. Mm. Um, I I knew that I was struggling to get the fizz done that I wanted to do, obviously, because the gyms were closed. So while I was down at work, doing that six weeks period, I I bought a load of gym stuff to have at home for us coming home. I built a gym in the back garden. The gym It's a shed, basically, it's a big shed. built that in the big back gardens with cable machines assault bikes everything in there that you need so then once the restrictions were lifted again and you were allowed to train with other people i just put it out there to people obviously i mean i'm in the northeast so not everybody could join but um i just put it out there that if you need that therapy if you need that training if you need to get away and just come and thrash yourself whether you want me to thrash you whether you want to come and thrash yourself then it's there it's, yeah. You come and use it, and a few people did. A few people came and took advantage because the gyms were still closed, and <clears throat> you were still allowed to train socially distance yeah in a uh with a PT or with a, uh, someone from the other household. So we did manage to get through it okay, and I got a few other people through it already, uh, all right in the gym. As as a group, though, as a as a kind of nation and as like family and stuff outside of me personally, it, it's it's been a tough year, mate. It has. Mm. It's like. Like me Dad, me nana, like they're, they're just locked up, and yeah, having to have these relationships with people through playing like pan glass windows, um, not being able to step foot in people 's houses, um me nana, like I feel for, she's, she's in a wheelchair, she's, she's kind of housebound anyway, so she's always looked forward to having that company. She has a yeah. cleaner who grows around, who's more like a friend these days. that all had to stop, so her life. That, that or li- very limited like social life that she had just came crashing down on her and it did affect her mentally you could hear it in her voice when she spoke on the phone or when she would text you she was just so down and so down all the time so now this talk of this vaccine and whatever else she's starting to perk up a little bit and obviously we're allowed around there now she's in our support bubble so We we've seen her a lot more, so I think a lot of people did struggle, mate, and it has affected a lot of people mentally. Um, There's certainly people coming out of this COVID situation with mental health problems that they never had going into it. That's that's clear to see walking around in public, yeah, um, and hearing different different stories from different individuals. Um, I'm just glad now that it's starting to it's starting to become a better talking point um, some of the stigma from from the mental health side of life is is starting to be removed um, go back 10 20 years when when i was serving nobody talked about it yeah um, there was there was no such thing as mental health problems you were just a soft lad yeah so you it's talked about uh, pretty much me yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it's good to see that in in what is really a short space of time there's been a huge change in in what people are allowing themselves to talk about and, and what the more people speak about the less stigma gets or the more stigma gets removed from it sorry yeah so, I so. It, it, i'd like to think that in another 20 years time everybody will just be talking about it there will be no stigma attached to it it'll just be seen for what it is and yeah it, so yeah it's it's good that it's good that we're, we're kind of sort of getting there um for the club in general as well with the COVID. I don't know. Like I said, we, we, we've missed a few events, which would have been good to get on. Um, but we've got an amazing community and an amazing support bubble there now. So there is individuals who struggled, um, and you just get behind them. The, mm. the, the DMs, the messages, the inbox is always open 24 seven. If I haven't replied, it's cause I'm either working or I've got the kids. I always will get back to somebody who gets in touch. Um, nothing ever gets left ignored. Um, so, it, it's good that we've had that, that, or it's good that we've got that support bubble now. And I think the the thirty miler we did helped expand that because people aren't now just contacting me direct; they're the going through other people now in the club that they know. And it's good, mate, that we've got that, that community now and that support. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a tough year, mate. I'd like to think that come January the first, twenty twenty one, it all just stops and we get normality back. But it's just never going to happen. I don't think we're going to see the back end of this for for quite some time yet. Um, I'm not sure what people's thoughts are on this vaccine and and whatever else or how long it's going to take. There's so many different contradictory stories to to what people believe and whether they're going to take it and what it's going to do and and so on and so forth. And it would just be nice to kind of look after the old, look after the vulnerable and just get Back to to, to living, um, yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah, the, the longer it goes in, mate, the, the more lockdowns we have, um, it, it's it's going to start affecting people's like livelihoods and businesses. Missus has a, a hair and nail kind of beauty salon, um, she just opened up a few days ago, uh, after the second lockdown. Mm. But she, I mean, she said it like, if if they keep doing it, like if they go into another one in the new year, or. After this, after kind of everybody's been gathering around again over Christmas, um it's just, just gonna start being a struggle. Yeah. It's um it's difficult for people, mate. And then with that becomes the the anxiety and the stress and everything else we're worrying with. So yeah, it's just it's constantly, constantly building up while this whole pandemic kind of rolls out. Um yeah. so yeah, it'll be great to see the back end of it, mate, whatever the back end or whenever the back end yeah. comes. Yeah, and I think,
0: as much as it's a high situation, I think you can always take a positive from it. And oh, yeah. So, well, that was, that was, so for me... We finally... Sorry, go on. No, as you say, for me, personally, um, yeah, there were times where, when we were in lockdown, and then we were, I guess, released, and then she would come back in another lockdown. the The biggest positive for me was, one... The, the, the appreciation I have for my wife, um, because I've been at home, I can see sort of what she has to do with the kids and keep the house running. And I, I, I genuinely did kind of take it for granted. And it's the same with my parents, like, be, because they were kind of always there. It was, oh, well, I'll go see them next week or I'll do this, I'll do that. But then when you, you know, it's restricting that's taken away, it's like, fuck, I really, I miss that connection and it's for me again for me personally it's just really enabled me to to appreciate everyone around me just a little bit more and
1: yeah
0: and obviously you know i'm a massive mental health advocate and yes the negative side is people's mental health is unfortunately deteriorating however we are kind of breaking through, as you said, breaking through that stigma a little bit more because people are more more open and honest about talking how they're feeling now. And for me, that is a massive, massive positive. Without a doubt, mate, yeah,
1: definitely. Like yeah. I said, hopefully, it will only be a few more years to come before it's, it's removed entirely. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's definitely been a, a, a generation thing. Like, trying to speak to my nana or my dad yeah. from Just from different generations. Um my dad's still in that. Well, just, what's wrong with you? Just cheer yeah. up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's how he was raised. What do you mean you're sad? Just don't <laughs> think about it. You know what yeah, you? Yeah. That's, that's how it was back then. That's just how it was. And I think, like you say, as the years tick by and as our children then progress through it, it'll, it'll hopefully just all vanish and disappear. Yeah, um, definitely. And... I think, like I say, it'll, it'll definitely help people knowing that it's just so easy just to talk to anybody about it. Um, yeah, but yeah. No, there's there's definitely been a huge appreciation for life in general. Mm. Um, like you say, things like the misses, things like it was it was amazing coming back home after that six weeks at work, literally just being locked up in London. Um, place was like a ghost town. We were busy because we were still looking after the clients. Um, but coming home and, and having that family time that in pretty much 20 years I've never had. Yeah. Um, I joined up when I was 18. I left in 2009. I went out to work in Iraq, so I was working abroad. I left that, I went to work abroad on ships. I came home, but I kind of work in London, so I'm always away. Yeah. It was nice just to be home and appreciate the tiny things like you see in life, just having the kids there off school, it was like, it was, it was like having a little holiday mode. The yeah. weather was fantastic as oh, well. not it just? Which, um, it was just garden training, <laughs> and then getting the sangria out on a night time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was like being in Spain half the time. But yeah, no, it, just, it wasn't, like you say, the, the things that you miss when you, when you can't visit your parents or your grandparents or whatever else makes it makes you appreciate them a bit more. Um yeah see nana yeah. struggle it just it just like I say it hits home a bit where you know you've got to try and make that effort more as soon as as soon as the lockdown's over. Um yeah you know yeah, and no, unfortunately
0: man. sorry to cut you in there sorry
1: no go on go on go on
0: no I was gonna say so you, you touched on your nana there and the the real sad truth is there's hundreds more but unfortunately don't have anyone you know they don't have yeah. kids they don't have grandkids there to to, to see them and you just kind of mm. think you know those, those poor souls that have just got no one there and yeah, it, yeah it's, it's it's fucking heart-wrenching
1: it is mate it must be very very difficult mm.
0: yeah definitely I want to just kind of take you back ever so slightly um, to sort of your military career yeah so as you said you were in iraq for a while so there's no doubt you were, would have been in some hairy hairy situations once you you know once you out of that situation uh, you know you maybe you're back at base or you're back home you, can't, you need to decompress how how does that look like for you because i've never been in the military but i i I look into it and stuff and I'm, I'm fascinated by it and the stress levels that you are going to be in so you could be in a contact for fucking hours upon end and then you come out of it and how, how
1: do you find that decompression? What does that look like you know, for you? It's done with the lads around you and um, whoever you were with at that time. Like when I, I got blew up in Afghanistan and um, they, they tried to send me home and I refused and said that I kind of didn't want to go back. Um, we were going on leave anyway, a, a few weeks, a month later. Um, but they wanted to give me a, a couple of weeks downtime away from it. And I, I knew if I had gone home at that point, I probably wouldn't have ever come back. And mm. um, I needed to be around the guys who were there, who understood. We lost, we lost a very good friend um, during that attack. Um, and only the guys who were there on the ground and the guys who knew him understood. Yeah. So. It, it might not be kind of sat down in a room talking about how you feel with each other. It'd be more sat in a room taking the piss out of each other and remembering yeah. the good times that we had with Gaz, the little fuck-ups he made or what he was good at and yeah. it would just be, it, was, it would just be banter around a, a room um, obviously in theatre so it, the booze is obviously lacking. This is why they send guys back through the likes of um, like Cyprus and stuff. They'll give them a couple of days, which it is, decompression, where they just kind of say, right, here's some booze. See, in a couple of days, yeah. um, <laughs> in everything and anything, anything and everything comes out. Yeah. All the emotion, all the hurt, all the struggle, all the happy, it's not just all bad, it all just comes out and you're there with your best mates, your brothers, your whoever whoever it might be. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, that's how you get taught to deal with it. It's yeah. not essentially right. Because I, 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 I definitely was affected by what I seen, what I did, things I had to, to go through um, and witness out in, the, in these places. That you, you, you get told it's a job. You get told, well, it's just how it is. Mm. Um, and I guess you fall into that trap of believing it. But at the end of the day, whether you're trained to whatever level, you're still a human being. You've still yeah. got emotion. You've still got... A brain, a heart, a lung. You've still got things that fucking hurt. Yeah. Um, so, although you get told you should be acting a certain way and you should be doing things a certain way, my issues didn't arise until I really left. Mm. Um, and like I said, it was, it was easy as a young lad to just kind of say, right, I'm just going put to that, put that away.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'd, just, I'd, I'd deal with it with a lad so I was there and then it'd be gone. Um, and then every anniversary or whatever else, you, you, you'd bring it back out for that day. And then you'd remember and you'd have a little drink and boom, back away again for another year. Um, and again, like I said, not essentially right. Um, but it was my way of doing it. Um, yeah. It worked and worked and worked. Like I said, I, I never really had major problems mentally um, until after I lost my mum. Mm. That was the hardest Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, watching my mum deteriorate. She was misdiagnosed with cancer. Uh, they thought it was just gallstones. By the time they found out, she died three weeks later. The final week of her life was it was awful. She just deteriorated from the Monday till the Friday when she finally passed. Um, like watching her fall off a cliff. I, yeah. I, I genuinely think it was it was uh, it was when she gave up. She'd had a second opinion that we'd been waiting for, and she'd had the results back for that, and they they said the same as the first. There was nothing they could do. It was too late. And seeing the deterioration over that five day period was 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 scary. Yeah. Um. But like I said, at the time when she passed, I, th- I thought I'd dealt with it. I thought I'd. I thought I'd grieved. I went back out to work. I was still working on the ships. Um. And I used to just get these moments in the middle of the night when you're out in the middle of the ocean in complete darkness where I would just talk to her. And that was me dealing with it. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't until my dad um, fell ill uh, with cancer as well, that everything just came crumbling down.
0: Mm.
1: Everything from the military, everything with me mum, everything with me dad, everything in relationships, it all just got too much. And I knew I was going to explode. Um, and I just had to take a break away from everything. Um, just kind of stopped everything in life. Had to totally reset it all. Mm. And got some help. Um, like I said, found found some good. found some good people who I got in touch with. Um, got the help I needed. But in the end, unless you're willing to, unless you're willing to help yourself, you'll never get the help you need. Yeah, I I knew I only I only I could fix me. Yeah, Yeah, hundred percent. It's all good sitting down and talking about these things, but you have to physically want to be okay, to be okay. Yeah, um, 100%. And it, it worked. It worked wonders. And like I said, the, the fact that this club came from all of that struggle and it came from all of that that I'd been through just made me want this even more Yeah, for everybody involved in this. Um, and it is, it is difficult at times because it's not a job. It's not, it's not what I do full-time but it has to be a full-time thing um, which is brilliant but it's it's sometimes hard to especially if I'm working and I'm busy yeah um, it's 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 difficult to to balance everything with life and with, and with this but there's always a way to do it if you know what I mean yeah it, it, it works and this is what's great about it being such a, a community now if there's people who now know if I'm having a quiet couple of days like on the page or on the Instagram or whatever they kind of know to jump in and, and put something on or post something or do something. And then I might get a little message later on in the evening, like, I'm just checking in. You're all right. You're obviously busy. And I'm like, I'm just rammed like it's, yeah. I just haven't had time. It's so busy. Um, so, yeah, it's good, mate. It's, it's good that this came out the back of it all, of all the hurt, the pain, the struggle. Um, and it's good to finally see the other, the other side of it now. Yeah, But yeah, definitely. like I said, sorry, I've kind of moved off the military. Theme, but it's <laughs> That's it's such a hard it's such a hard question to answer, mate, because everybody's so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I dare say it's different now. If you spoke to somebody who was serving now and had only been in a couple of years, they'd probably say that you would go and speak to the Padre, really. or you would go and do this, and you would go and do that, and you have this routine now that because it's such a different balance to when I was in yeah. from 2000 to 2009, like I said, it was only really becoming a... A known thing. I think the media coverage of Iraq and Afghanistan made or turned the UK and pro forces so well. Yeah. Um, and then the the horrendous injuries that some of these guys sustained, never mind the guys who came home in boxes. Um, the publicity and, and everything that it got, it got so many more people behind the military, and behind the yeah, forces definitely. than one had ever kind of had before. Um, and I think because of that, because there was so many more or well, so much more <clears throat> people aware of it came came just came the mental health side of it and it just gradually kind of worked its way in and people then did start talking about it a lot more obviously. Um, charities like Health for Heroes um, and the likes obviously came off the back of it mm-hmm. and with that obviously the mental health side of life in there and the hospitals and the treatments and stuff guys were getting so yeah I dare say somebody if you ask them now who'd only been in a couple of years you'd get a totally different answer from me but at the time when I was serving it was a kind of while well, you're out here get your job done yeah. deal with, with the guys involved when we get home we'll deal with all that then um, and and it, it worked mate it did it worked and um, I had to I had to be surrounded by bootnecks by Royal Marines yeah I, I still am to this day I've still got that because that to me has always been my community and it's always been my support bubble. It's always been the guys I will reach out to and talk to if need be. Um, so I left the Marines in 2009, but I went, I went out to work in Iraq. There was 11 bootnecks on the team. The company I left and worked for on the ships was set up by a Royal Marine, for Royal Marines. So it was just bootnecks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the guys who I work with down now in London, majority of them are bootnecks. So I've never really left that environment. I've seen guys who have gone from military side of life and just gone straight full civilian mode, mm. um, working behind the desk, doing something they hate with, with no support network, no brotherhood anymore, um, and they crumble.
0: Yeah.
1: I've never, I've never had to face that yet. And I don't intend to, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because it's... It is, it's it is exactly that for me. It's that's my other little community and that's my other little support network that I've got there with the guys I work with. They're a huge, huge part of my life. I spent half my life with them. Mm. Um they are my they are my family as well. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, it's definitely. good to know that you can pick up a phone or you can sit down with someone at work and even the training side of life, mate, like I said, like the the fitness and the training that, that comes with this club and, and with what we do and the reasoning behind it and what we're trying to achieve the guys at work get involved. Um, so it's good that we can all just get a circuit put together and, and thrash each other that way. And like yeah. I said, even if, even if it's just a bad day at work and it's not, a, it's not a bad day mentally, it might just be a shit day. Yeah. We just go to the gym after or we go to the gym before or, or whatever and it's good mate. It's, it's good, it works for me. And it, it, it's clear it works for other people too. Yes, yeah, definitely. We've got a lot of people getting involved with us now.
0: 100%. So Rob, unfortunately we're running out of time. Yeah mate. So, For everyone that's listening, how do they get in touch
1: with you? Where's the best place to find you? Um, Right, so the majority of our content goes onto the Instagram page um, and from there it kind of transfers automatically across to Facebook. So it's Jim Self-Harmers Club at Jim Self-Harmers Club on Instagram or just Jim Self-Harmers Club on Facebook. Um, We do have a website as well, which is where we sell um, the merchandise. We have different circuits, different workouts. Um, there's a little bit of background, a little bit about me, how we started on there. It's worth a good look. Um, it'll give you a bit more insight into the club and, and, and what we're doing here, what we want to achieve with it. Um, that's Um The link for that's in the bio on the Instagram page, so you can just click on that at the top of the page. There is workouts, there is circuits, there is... Um, Loads of stuff and loads of content on the Instagram page as well. You have the little kind of story bubbles underneath. Yeah, there's a there's a load of stuff on there as well. But yeah, Instagram's the most popular um, way of kind of communicating. Like I said, the inbox is always open. Anybody has any questions, any queries, wants to get involved, wonders how to get involved. By all means, fire me a message, and um, okay. and we can get you get you get you involved. Happy days, yeah. And I'll
0: um, for everyone listening, I'll link all of that. In, in today's show notes and right. um, so for now Rob thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure Thanks, oh, nice so for you and for everyone else listening stay safe and mind your fitness stay safe and mind your fitness